you know what? I'm gonna pitch to my strengths. I'm gonna be the be the pitcher I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna just attack these guys because that's what I did to get here. Welcome to Unfinished Podcast. I'm your host, Anderson Miller. In today's show, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Brandon Fott joins me before his next start to talk about his path from Bellarmine to the show, the importance of confidence and a good support system, and the adjustments he's made in the big leagues. Thank you for your time and enjoy our conversation. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. Just sitting in the hotel room and in philadelphia we've been on a, a road trip for about uh, a little over a week now so we went from oakland to pittsburgh now we're in philly and then we're one tonight and we'll play two more games and, and then head back got you man i we were going to do this on zoom or in video but philadelphia's hotel has terrible wi-fi so <laughs> we call it <laughs> we call it an audible and uh yeah, we do. we're doing this over phone call but uh Man, I figured it'd be easier to catch you on the road. I know the last couple of weeks have just been madness for you. I know your phone's probably been blowing up the whole time. So I know it's late right now. We're recording this after one of one of your games. But, um, man, thank you for your time. And first off, I just want to say congrats. Um, <laughs> congrats to you, man. How um, How's this last three or four weeks been for you? It's been, it's been kind of hectic. Um, you know, ever since it was a Sunday game, uh, day game, and then we had a meeting after, and uh, that's when I found out that I was going up, and uh, it's kind of been a dream come true from there. It's been kind of chaotic, but, uh, you know, I'm settling in nice and, and enjoying the ride for sure. It's a, it's a blessing. Yeah, I think that's, you know, probably the trickiest part of all all of this kind of whirlwind that you're experiencing right now is that it's like you want to do so good but also there's this balance of i gotta enjoy this too because this is everything you've ever dreamed of man um did you ever imagine that this is where where you'd be right now um as a kid or does this just exceeded all expectation you know as a kid i feel like a lot of us when we're playing baseball, we're like, Oh, I want to be a professional baseball player. And yeah, that was my, that was my dream. Um, but you know, when I was going to college, I was, I was kind of just going to college to play, to enjoy it. Um, and then planning on whatever happens happens and whatever, you know, just working a nine to five job. That was, that was fine with me. And then obviously, things started to fall in place and and here we are it's 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 unbelievable well you say things fell into place like this all just kind of happened by you know (laughs) just out of chance man but i've seen you behind the scenes and i know you work your ass off right so um when did things really start to click for you um you know i know you went to trinity really good player in high school according to all accounts but you know under recruited we've all been there and then you go to Bellarmine, you know, local school, small school, and you had an opportunity to kind of figure out how good you really could be, I guess. And when did that start? To, when did you start to realize like, oh, man, like this may be kind of serious? So so my first first um, it was probably summer ball uh, in college when I went up to the Northwoods through well. 
uh, heard a few things. And then the next year, I got a temporary contract in Cape, and that's kind of where it took off. Um, you know, I had agents reaching out, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. Yeah. Man, this is, I can do this. Um, so I think in the Cape Cod League, that's when it, it all kind of, it started. And then I came back, threw well in the Cape, came back, chose an advisor, which would ultimately become my agent. And and that that fall, I don't think the scouts ever touched touch Bellman's campus and <laughs> that first fall scrimmage it was like boom yeah like, everybody was like who where are all these guys coming from and uh it was kind of amazing uh, they got to see other guys like like Matt Higgins uh he's playing he's killing it and for the Giants shout out Higgy yep. yeah shout out Higgy hey man uh, but that's kind of when it first started as a Cape Cod League, for sure. Gotcha. I feel like a lot of us kind of took, went there. You know, I kind of had a similar story. Went there, had a great workout at Fenway, and then the next thing you know, I find myself in the third round of the draft, and I'm like, whoa, I never right. never kind imagined this. But you took it such a step further after getting drafted in the fifth round uh, by the D-backs. You know, your minor league career – especially the last couple of years has just been unbelievable. I think you've led pitchers in strikeouts in one of the toughest places to pitch, you know, between two levels. I think Reno right. and Amarillo are kind of just in the, uh, in the baseball, they're hitters, parks for sure. <laughs> they're hitters parks, right? I've seen guys go there and literally double their season total um, in a week. Sure. Um, and you did kind of the unthinkable in just a really tough environment to do it. So, you talk about that fall and then now you're talking about your pro ball career and all of this is and now we're in, now you're in the big leagues, man. Like it's just crazy to think about, but it's not crazy because I've seen you work out and how you go about your business, but we'll get to that. So how have things kind of progressed for you as your career has, has gone on? And now I think you're in year three or four of being a professional baseball player after going to Bellarmine, right? Like tell me about the journey to get to the show from being drafted to now man it's just been crazy to see but i want to hear it from your your firsthand perspective yeah so i was i was a COVID draft and i think that was a wild time for everybody so i got drafted and didn't really hear anything i signed and then i i didn't really hear anything for months and i was like well should i go back to school in the meantime what should i do and um about it was closer to, I think it was in October of that year. That's when I, I went to my, to an instructional league and it was 2020 in October. Yeah, that's right. And I went there and that was my first experience. Heck, that was my first time west of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out there, kind of showed face, threw well. It's kind of just um, low-key instructs and... That's kind of where it took off. I had my first spring training, started out in low A and worked my way up to double A my first year. Um, and then second year was a big year. Uh, I felt comfortable. I felt confident going into that year and, and ended up breaking a strikeout record, apparently. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I made it up to triple A that year, and yeah. that's kind of that was a, a big year developmental wise and uh, and then started up in triple A this year and 
made it to the big leagues. This was my first big league spring training, and that was that was awesome. It was a super cool experience. You know, there's just so much learn uh, on the way from different pitching coaches um, at each level, and I think that kind of taking a little bit from each pitching coach kind of helped me take off for sure. Yeah, so I know coaches help a lot, but honestly, I feel like seeing other players do their thing for sure and how they go about their businesses helped me a ton i'm sure it's helped you a ton i've seen you the way you train and you know the group the group that we've had in louisville you know i haven't seen you since we left for spring training but the group we have in louisville is a special group and and talk to me about kind of what it what it did for you to see a guy like chad green who is just one of the most professional guys I've ever seen go about his business day in, day out, you know, the benefit of being around somebody like him, what it did for you to kind of accelerate things because a lot of guys get drafted and they're like, Oh, this is really cool. What do I do with this off season? Or, you know, and luckily I got to see guys like Adam Duvall and Chad and now the head coach of Bellarmine, Chris Dominguez, he was a big leaguer at the time. I was getting to see him work out and like seeing those guys helped me, be like okay this is what this is what it really takes so talk to me about what it was what it's been like to kind of almost be like his intern you know almost like an internship mentor you know i know he's really really good friends with both of us and just a great guy to be around but talk to me about how much of an impact he's had on you i think chad's a blessing in disguise honestly um you know i think the biggest lesson that i've learned from chad is is hold myself accountable Hmm. you know he when that first year, man, I was, I was, I kind of didn't know what to do, didn't know what it took. Um, and then I walked into Hammers one day and started working out with Chad and Josh and Kyle McGrath, and I was like, "Dang, this is this is what it's like. This is what it takes to become a big leaguer and the best—not even a big leaguer, just the best version of yourself." Um, so I think when Chad was like, "All right, we're going to show up at nine every day," and um, everybody's on page with it, you know. It wasn't like a, oh man, we got to show up at nine. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, get my butt up in the morning, and I'm gonna be ready to go with these guys. Um, and you know, there's just there's some things you can like pitchability. You, know, you can just watch Chad throw a bullpen. You can. That's kind of like what you're talking about is taking things and watching players, uh, watching your peers throw just those little things each day that I would take away from them and that's kind of what helped me have the motivation that I have today yeah for sure man and you've been so consistent with how you've gone about your business and now you know you're in the big leagues and you're you're finding yourself in a rotation that has a lot of a lot of talent a lot of young talent on the team in general with the D-backs and you know I'm curious who have you kind of been keeping your eye on as you've, you know, now you're up there kind of seeing how to navigate being a big leaguer and all this stuff. Um, how have those guys helped you out kind of in, in this transition? Yeah, it's, it's super cool what we have here with the D backs. Um, so the, the starting staff, you have two, two older guys and then three younger guys. Mm-hmm. So, and the older guys are, are absolute studs. They're Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. Right. Um, so, I talked with, you know, you can kind of like like Chad. I kind of nitpick. I kind of sit back and watch, mm-hmm. uh, especially at Gallon. He's 
he's one of one. Um, you kind of just watch him throw a bullpen uh, during the game. You can be like, hey, you're asking little questions. But um, after my second start, which which was kind of rough, um, gave up two home runs and mm-hmm. didn't go as well as I thought. Um, he came up to me and he gave me some advice and that made a world of difference. It was like, holy crap, like Zach Gowan came up to me, with <laughs> potential Cy Young winner and gave me, gave me advice. And I was like, whoa, well, that's kind of when it, it settled in and I started to settle in. Uh, and so it, it was, it goes a long way for sure. Just watching and, and learning from those older guys. Yeah. Your first couple outings in the big leagues, you know, I think everybody that makes their debut has a certain way that they imagine it going and they didn't go that way. And guess what? That's okay because that doesn't set the narrative for your career, man. We know the stuff that you have grades out as some of the best in the big leagues. And these last two starts have shown that. Um, How are you able to kind of take that on the chin and kind of move forward and, and put out these last couple outings that have hopefully started to give you some some confidence, like you said, and, and let you settle in after, you know, not an ideal start. But, um, you know, a lot of situations in life come our way and some adversity comes our way. And it's less about what happens to you, but more about how you kind of process it and handle it. So talk to me about how you've been able to kind of take those take those punches and, and, and keep rolling forward. For sure. Uh, I think there's there's definitely a rabbit hole when you when – it comes to, it doesn't even have to be baseball. It comes from life. You, you get down on yourself. I think getting down on yourself is, is one of the worst things to do, and that leads to a loss of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say those first two games, I could have just been like, dang, I don't know if I can do it. But I was the opposite. I was like, I know I can do it. I know that my stuff's good. I know... Like my parents raised me the right way to to have this mindset, and I'm gonna go get it. So we made a few pitching adjustments, but I think it was more more mentality than than anything that kind of helped me turn around. Um, I think there was I was looking at scouting reports like crazy, uh, doing trying to nitpick. It would be like slider on the edge. All right, I can't give this guy slider on the edge because he'll hammer it. No. Um, like when the Giants game came around, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to pitch to my strengths. I'm going to be the be the pitcher I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to just attack these guys because that's what I did to get here. I think just having that confidence in yourself and and not getting down on yourself was was the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you said that because, man, I think in baseball, especially at the higher levels, it's not talked about enough. Like you can almost get so wrapped up in the data and the scouting reports. But like at the end of the day, the guys that are doing the best are keeping it simple. And as a hitter, you're looking for something over the middle of the plate. And as a pitcher like yourself, you know that if you throw the ball where you want to throw it and you're not worried about what his strengths and weaknesses are, you're going to get outs. You know what I mean? And a lot of, a lot of times we overcomplicate this game and you see it, I mean, you're talking about it right now at the highest level, right? You're one of the best pitchers in baseball stuff-wise, and I think you know you will prove that as time continues to go on. And you're over here overthinking a scouting report, worried about guys that maybe aren't MVP-caliber players that you may have to be a little smarter with those certain guys. But like, 
for sure. Everybody else is really just trying to scrap and claw and get as many days up as they can. So it just goes back to like, man, when you stick to what got you there, that's when you really start to see, you know, things turn around. And I hope you continue to make that self-belief kind of what you're, what you're pitching out of, you know, cause I, I mean, hell, anybody that's faced you knows your stuff is really good when it's, it's in the zone. When I mean, it's convicted. Yeah, sure. exactly, man. Like you, you look at you from the box and I look up at you and I'm like, man, this guy looks like he wants to get me out. You know what I mean? And when you attack the zone, like it's, it's nasty stuff and the, the strikeout numbers and breaking minor league records and all that stuff. And what you've been able to do the last couple of outings has shown that. Um, so I guess what, you know, like where, what's the plan to take it from here? You know, next start is coming up in what, like three days, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Should be three days. Yeah. So what's, what's the next kind of game plan going into this next start? I'm guessing you have a side tomorrow. Um, yeah, bullpen tomorrow. Yeah, bullpen tomorrow and then, and then game. How do you kind of approach the, uh, the, uh, the next three days leading up till, till, uh, your next start? So I'll, it'll be at home against Boston. Um, what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll th- throw my bullpen tomorrow and feel good and feel out some pitches that, that I might have, um, my, that I need to work on from the last start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll look at some scouting, but like then again, I can't overindulge in the scouting for scouting sure. report. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to go out there and be aggressive, trying to give my team a, a chance, chance to win the ball game. And that's all a starting pitcher can do. And um, I'm just going to attack the zone and pitch to my strengths. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said, yeah, I think what, from whatever, from whatever happens from there, right. It, it happens. I think, a lot of times in this game, um, you know, if you lose and you're convicted in what you're doing, you can be okay with that loss. For but sure. it's when you're kind of being on the defensive and, and being more reactive instead of aggressive and, you know, assertive is, is when is when you start to find yourself in trouble. Yeah, man, I, I think you'll I think you will do great if that is the game plan. So hopefully, you know, us having this conversation kind of reinforces <laughs> Um, yeah, your game plan you know I, I feel like when i have these conversations on here it's like it brings things back up for me that i'm like oh man like i need to continue to kind of live this way and keep this mentality and, and believe in myself even though i'm not playing baseball right now but like just a, it's a way of, it's just kind of a how you how you live and go about your business with this kind of like self-belief that you're gonna you're gonna for be sure. okay if you stick to what your parents have raised you to do and the things that have made you successful in the past and you mentioned parents raised you right, so I saw the Instagram picture um, when you after you made your debut, man, and I think there were like forty people on the yeah. field with you. So, talk to me about how much uh, how much family roots and family ties and just friends. You know, I saw Price out there, and, uh, yeah, that that got to to make it to your debut and stuff, man. Talk to me about how having the right support system has been able to help you and continue to get you to where you are right now. Man, it, it means a ton. Um, that day was that day was almost a blur. Um, so I got family settled in, um, girlfriend's family settled in, mm-hmm. uh, and actually I got thirty tickets because I didn't think there would be any more people. And after the game, you know, I'm standing on there waiting for them all to come down, and there was a whole group coming, and there was probably. <laughs> There were probably 20 more than I thought, and 
it was just it, it meant the world honestly because um, having that support system goes a long way more than more than people know mm -hmm. just you know the the cool thing about that group and and kind of that support system is regardless of what happens they're always gonna be proud they're always gonna support you no matter what you know yeah, um and i think that that's the key takeaway from that is yeah it was a bad game but i kind of forgot about it because everybody was there smiling giving hugs saying how happy they were to be there and how how much joy that that brought them um so i think that went that went a long way for sure um knowing that they didn't they didn't care about the results they just we're happy to be there and, and happy to be a part of the journey. Yeah, man. I, and I think that's, I kind of alluded to that earlier, but it's like people that I talk to that are in the big leagues or stuff. It's like, the, it's this, especially early on, it's this balance of, I really want to do well, but I need to enjoy this. But you know, when you have that support system, I think it kind of makes things feel a little bit lighter. You know, I'm sure leading up to that first start, things are feeling pretty heavy and it's like, man, I really need to do good. And then after the game, you kind of zoom out and you look back on the whole journey right. and you had people that have been in your corner, man, when nobody saw this coming for you, right? Or when they knew you were really good, but maybe things kind of weren't panning out the way maybe you expected them. And now you've made it to this kind of, thus far, this peak of your career so far, you know, this, this point and goal that everyone's striving for and to be able to celebrate that with them, man, is really what life is about. You know, these moments and things like that, the, the special moments for me, it was like the birth of my son and like getting to do that with people that I really, you just never forget these types of moments. And it's all, it's less about the moment and more who you're doing it with and, and how much it means to you. So, um, thank you for kind of talking about that a little bit. And, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, if you could go back and talk to your, I don't know, 12 year old self, what would, uh, what would you tell yourself now that you know what you know? Wow. Um, I think this is pretty, I think a lot of people would say this, but just, just enjoy and have fun. Um, especially at 12 years old and growing up and going through high school, going, hopefully playing through college and, uh, I would just say have fun, enjoy it, um, hold yourself accountable, and don't forget who your support system is, um, just like we were saying. Mm -hmm. um, the, everybody's here for you, everybody's has your back, and I think those are the, the biggest takeaways because it could, it doesn't even have to be baseball, it could be just life in general, that you have that support system for the rest of your life, um, so be be grateful for that and just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Give it your all. And um, whenever it ends, it ends. And hopefully, hopefully that's after a professional career. Absolutely, man. And all the people that are listening to this, I don't really know. Sometimes the, the feedback I get is, is younger kids. Sometimes it's other guys that we play with, you know, friends, guys that we work out with, coaches and stuff like that. And a lot of times I think this game can feel very the game of baseball can feel very like life or death. Like this is the only thing that matters, you know, in the moment and we yeah. get very wrapped up in all that stuff. But like when you really zoom out on your career and, you know, you find yourself in a position where you're outside of the game, you want to look back and be like, man, 
I enjoyed it and I, I had a lot of good, good times and good memories with people. And, you know, now I've developed friends for life, memories for life, and that will help you moving forward through whatever comes your way. And I think the biggest thing to take away is that it may necessarily not necessarily be about the big moments, you know, kind of like the, the movie like moments. It's more about who you're doing them with. Um, I feel like that every time I, I think back to like the just the most exciting moments in my life, it's who who was kind of there the whole time and who I got to celebrate those with, man. And I'm sure you're feeling the same way, but I know it's late, man. I think we're running here on midnight, but Hey, I'm, (laughs) I'm a dad now, you know, Kai's a year old. This is nothing. I've been up since six, whatever. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you. This is, this is just what we had to do, you know? So this is awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really glad we got to make this work. I appreciate your time. I am going to, Take us out of here, man. You get some sleep. I hope you have a great bullpen tomorrow. Thank you. And we will be tuning in to your next start back at home versus Boston. And uh, best of luck, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. and It's a pleasure. For sure. Well, that was a little different episode than I'm used to recording. You know, we had to just work with the cards we were dealt there. But um, I just want to say thank you to anybody that just listened to this episode of Unfinished. I really enjoy doing these. I hope it gives you some insight to some players maybe you've never heard of or players that you've supported your whole their whole careers um, or helps you in yours. Um, really enjoy doing these, like I said. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share this with, with somebody you think it could help or somebody that you think that would enjoy this. Uh, my name is Anderson Miller. This is Unfinished. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Pod Unfinished. And uh, hope you come back and join me for another episode. Thank you.